Hey, it's CS Joseph with csjoseph.life doing a new episode for a new season. Not that, you know, you're remotely surprised in the least because, I mean, why would you be? I only went from season 11 to season 20 with my last season, for example, and now I see fit to go to season 21 all at random, right? Well, there's a reason for that. The reason basically is uh, I've been focusing a lot with this channel uh, on education and educating people how to type themselves and others, educating them about cognitive functions, educating them about how types compare to each other, educating them about human nurture and how relationships actually work, uh, the mature masculine and the mature feminine. I mean, I know I haven't finished season 13 yet, but I will. In fact, I make a commitment to everyone in this audience, that I will be completing all of those seasons, and uh, it will be in due time, and please be patient with me. The goal right now is to release four, five, maybe six lectures a week currently. If I was not, if I did not have a day job, I would do plenty more, double, maybe even triple that, to be honest, but it is what it is right now. I have to have a day job for me to uh, meet my uh, responsibilities, especially responsibilities as a father, if you know what I mean. But that's neither here nor there. The point is, is that while I have been talking about education, uh, one of my um, closest friends uh, and somebody who's actually been assisting with this community on a regular basis informed me recently that, oh, hey, Chase. You're doing an absolute ton with education, but what about practical application? That's why we started doing the uh, how to type season, so that we can actually type famous people or well-known people, VIPs, fictional or non-fictional or otherwise, so that we could actually show it put into action, utilizing the interaction styles and the temperaments with the type grid and the temperament matrix, according to Stephen Montgomery, PhD, and also Dr. Linda Behrens, which is built upon David Kiersey in certain ways, interestingly enough. <laughs> but uh, the point is, we've been doing a lot on education. So tonight we're going to be starting a practical application. And uh, with practical application, we're going to be learning about how to use type in our daily lives uh, to help us out. Uh, this could be used in a myriad of ways. It could be used to uh, help us have better relationships with people, uh, help us be successful, uh, help us with parenting or uh, romantic relationships, but really like actual practical application. We're going to be discussing situations, we're going to be discussing specific people, and how to utilize type in a way for you to gain an edge, for you to have power, for example, power in your life, power over your fellow human beings, power to get things done, power to survive. That is, after all, why I learned this science is because I was trying to survive. Yes, I was trying to save my marriage, which after being married for 11 years and have it crumble, uh, you know, like sand slipping between my fingers or water dripping between my fingers, 
doesn't matter. But I lost, uh, I lost my marriage, and I deserved it. It's my fault. I learned the science in an attempt to save my marriage, but that failed. But I gained an, an invariably invaluable skill, right? And this skill goes far beyond just trying to, you know, type somebody. It goes far beyond, you know, having necessarily a, a good relationship with somebody. Because it can be used with practical application. It can be used for good and evil, right? So tonight's episode... Uh, Season 21, episode 1. This season is called Social Engineering. And this episode is called How to Social Engineer. So we're going to be talking about, within this season, how to social engineer a fellow human being. Or a group of human beings. Why? Why is it necessary to do that? The sooner the sooner you, as you know, a member of the audience, come to grips with the fact that all social interaction is manipulation as soon as you come to the grips with that truth like i'm sorry the word manipulation is very neutral it's very neutral okay like oh but it has such a negative connotation yes thank you fite users thank you for that but honestly i really don't care the fact is is that every single component of social interaction, as taught to me by my INFJ mentor, um, R.P. Morial, he's a good man, and uh, he had a knack for telling the truth, especially when I didn't want to hear it, or especially when I didn't want to believe it. But belief doesn't matter in the face of truth, and that's what he was trying to teach me. And the truth is, is that all forms of social interaction are manipulation. When you're being sold something, you're being manipulated. Okay? When you're being picked up by somebody at the bar or trying to pick up someone at the bar, you're either being manipulated or you're trying to manipulate somebody else. Any financial transaction you make, a manipulation took place. Every time you listen to your preacher at the pulpit in a church, it is manipulation. I'm sorry, that's a fact. Every political ad you see, every brand you see, is manipulation. Anytime a human being opens their mouth and communicates, or like when they speak, that's manipulation. When they type, that's manipulation. Every single human interaction in one form or another is manipulation. That's a fact. Social engineering is manipulation. Social engineering is the skill with which you utilize as an individual to influence a fellow human being or a set of human beings and bend them to your will or to influence them in such a way where they give you a good experience or they do what you want them to do. What, you know, and that includes, you know, with sales for example, right? It's kind of why no one wants to be sold, right? Because they know they're being manipulated. And it's funny how hypocritical businesses get because, I mean, I worked at a hospital, right? What does a hospital sell? They sell medical services. In the United States of America, that stuff's not free. You still have to pay for it, right? So, you know, I remember them trying to put up advertisements for the cancer center, for example, trying to sell the cancer center 
or or uh, the surgery center before they closed down the surgery center because they had to inevitably close down the surgery center. Either way, that wasn't very useful <laughs> in the end, but again, it's still manipulation. And yet, I remember so many times while working at this hospital in the IT department at this hospital that uh, we'd get so angry anytime a salesperson would try to contact us and sell something, yet we do the same thing every single day. We are a bunch of hypocrites, okay? So I'm sorry, if you have a problem with me using the word manipulation, you're a hypocrite. You manipulate people all the time and you don't even know it. Stop being a hypocrite. That's, that's the main point I'm trying to make here. Stop being a hypocrite. Do not be hypocritical. Accept the truth. The truth is all, all social interaction is manipulation. That's a fact. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. It doesn't matter what you believe. That is a fact. That is a truth. Okay? Even you, you know, holier-than-thou FI users who are, like, so moral, right? And you get so bent over the fact that I would use that terminology in that way. And that's such a negative connotation. You know, even you... As moral as you folks are, you manipulate other people. Because in the absence of explanation or communication, perceptions become reality. Because it's not about what's true or false, it's about what you believe. That in and of itself is also a form of manipulation. Understand the truth, okay? So personality type, Jungian analytical psychology, where we talk about the 16 archetypes and how we can use it. We talk about the cognitive functions and typing each other and whatnot. Well, it could be weaponized. It could be used against you. You can use it as a weapon. It's very powerful. I used to manipulate people with it all the time, and I'm really good at it because, I mean, hello, I'm an ENTP, right? I did a virtue and vice uh, lecture about ENTPs talking about sincerity versus insincerity. ENTPs, alongside ENFPs, are the most manipulative of all of the types. Why? It's because we just can't be sincere with everybody. Why? Well, because a lot of people just can't handle us. So in order to survive, every human being we come into contact with, we create a mask. And we hide behind this mask, right? And this mask is who we are to that particular person. And because we are introverted sensing, we can remember every single mask we've ever had with every human being, right? And we could pick up the facade every time that human being comes into contact with us. ENTPs are very good, especially ENFPs, but even more so ENTPs are very good at remembering every single lie they've ever told to the point where they could continue to tell them. Because the best lies, ladies and gentlemen, are the lies that you can make come true. Someone, someone deep in the intelligence community actually taught me that uh, a few years ago. It's, it's a very valuable skill to know. You know, the art of deception, which we'll actually talk about in this episode a little bit more. So, do not think that this season is all about me teaching you to deceive human beings because I want you to have a very neutral approach. I want you to have a very open-minded approach to this season. This season is about how to utilize type, how to utilize type from a social engineering standpoint for you to do a lot of good and a lot of evil. We're going to be talking about both sides of the spectrum, 
Because if you know how people could use it for evil, guess what? That means you could protect yourself from it, right? If you know how to do how it can be used for good, guess what? You could use it for good. But I'm sorry, you know, we live in a world where the concepts of good and evil, they're really subjective. And of course, it's very convenient for someone like me, an ENTP, to say because I have FI Trickster. And ESTPs and ENTPs who have FI Trickster have this point of view of, well, anything could be bad. Anything could be evil. Anything could be good. Anything could be bad. It's just that person's perspective, right? Just like TI tricksters who have the point of view. This is ENFPs and ESFPs. They see it this way. Anything could be true. Anything could be false. It's all about what you believe, for example, right? As much as I bag on <laughs> TI tricksters, uh, they equally bag on me for having an FI trickster. So it's, it's really fair. Trust me, it's very fair uh, what, we, what we do to each other. Anyway, so I understand this. When it comes to social engineering and personality type, understand that this level of type knowledge, when you get to a point where within seconds of coming into contact with somebody, you instantly know their type. You instantly know who they are. You instantly know their cognitive functions. You instantly know what makes them happy. You instantly know what makes them afraid, what makes them worried. Uh, you know what they're critical about. You know what they're responsible about. You know all these things about their nature. As soon as you come into contact with that, that's literally the same as telepathy. Learning this science is literally the equivalent to telepathy on paper. Quite frankly, folks, I am teaching you telepathy. That's how this works. It literally is. I don't know how many times I've heard from people saying, wow, you're like speaking to my soul, man, or you're reading my mind, man. Yeah, and especially since I'm an extroverted intuitive hero, it gives me insane prescient capabilities, insane precognitive skills that I can actually predict the words that will come out of people's mouths before they even say it. I remember I was, uh, I was sleeping with this uh, ENTJ girl um, for a while. She was fantastic. And um, <laughs> there are times I would finish her sentences for her, or there was times where I would like state a sentence before she even opened her mouth. And she would scream across her apartment, all upset at me and like, how did you know I was going to say that? And I literally looked at her square in the eye and I said, I can read your mind. She was very afraid for a while. <laughs> But she also respected that too. She's like, wow, that's a really wonderful skill. Teach me. I did. I did teach her. But anyway, so what is social engineering? Social engineering is the process by which you exude influence over other human beings in order to cause them to do what you want or to cause them to give you a better experience. You know, so or to cause them to do uh, do for others what others want, or uh, you know, or to insinuate yourself amongst them, or to increase your status and your position, right? It could be used for very altruistic means. It could be used for very selfish means. This form of telepathy, that is, we're literally teaching telepathy here. Social engineering. <laughs> Just wait. You know, as I continue, like, I mean, I'm sure many of the audience right now is like, wow, this guy is crazy talking about telepathy. I mean, yeah, I get it. This lecture is getting pretty metaphysical right now. <laughs> Just wait until I get to the lectures talking about immortality. 
<laughs> That's really going to spin your noodle when those come. So, and no, I'm not a transhumanist, by the way. just want to make that clear. So, uh, so because social engineering, how powerful it is and what people have been able to accomplish with it, um, because, you know, we, we know people are, are constantly manipulating each other with every social interaction that they take all the time, every day, every second, every half a second, it doesn't matter. It's permanent, right? This is happening. This is, this is human interaction, you know, because we know this, that we know automatically that social engineering, you know, especially when it comes to type and how type is like telepathy on paper, we know the threat and the risk that it poses, right? So you have to understand that there are people out there that know this science to this level and then they could use it for, for, um, for manipulation, you know, for selfish manipulation, basically. We'll call it selfish manipulation. Like, for example, imagine some guy getting into some girl's head at a bar, right? And then he gets her to, to agree to consent to a sexual relationship with him that night. And then she, he dumps her on her head the following day with absolutely nothing. It was just a total one-night stand, completely taken advantage of her, right? Or imagine a used car salesman putting one over on, uh, you know, some innocent uh, innocent person. They got completely screwed into buying a really crappy car that they ended up having to drop $5,000 into after paying way too much for it to begin with, right? Lying happens, you know. Manipulation happens. Selfish manipulation, that is. Uh, social engineering happens. Or there's another example. Um... This is actually comes from uh, the book, The Art of Deception by Kevin J. Mitnick. Kevin J. Mitnick basically talks about how, oh, you know, there's this situation where, you know, there's this, uh, he's, you know, he's at a dinner with these two guys and uh, a father and a son, basically. And uh, the father was paying for uh, their dinner with a credit card and whatnot. And uh, his son says he was not being safe with how he was handling his credit card and how that information could be easily stolen. And uh, the, the father's like, no, it can't be stolen. You're out of your mind. No way. No way. You know, and he's, he's he, you know, he had normalcy bias. He's probably a SI parent with that normalcy bias. And uh, his son's like, you know what? I'll prove it to you right now. And his dad's like, okay, bullshit. You're not gonna be able to prove anything. He's like, you know, put 200 bucks down on it. I'll get, I bet I could get you, I can get your credit card number right now. And uh, his father laid 200 bucks on the table and said, okay, let's go. You know what his son did? His son called the, <laughs> his son called <laughs> Blockbuster Video, actually. And uh, basically pretended on the phone to be another manager at another store saying that their system went down, he's got a customer in there, doesn't have the customer information, has the credit card on file, and needs uh, and needs the manager there to give him the credit card information over the, uh, over the phone so that he could process the transaction. Completely fake. This is done in a restaurant, right? It's a lot of background noise there. Well, the guy at Blockbuster gave the information over the phone and the dad watched his son write down his credit card number and expiration date, all the and his name and all the information that goes with that card on a napkin and handed it to him. He was shocked. And his father gave him, you know, the 200 bucks. Social engineering is a huge threat.
In fact, from a security standpoint, social engineering is the number one threat. It is the absolute number one threat to any any organization's security. Fortune 500 companies, it uh, doesn't matter. Uh, government agencies or, um, or organizations, it doesn't matter. Social engineering is the number one threat because there's only so much antivirus can do because you know after antivirus got so good and people were you know taking out viruses then ransomware came out and the ransomware all it is is just a social engineer a human being depressing the link and then all of a sudden all their data is held for ransom and those organizations have to pay millions of dollars this actually happened to a hospital in los angeles last year they had their data encrypted against their will and it was held for ransom and they had to pay millions of dollars so that they could stay HIPAA compliant just to get that data back from the hacker that put that ransomware. And all it was is just some interesting fake, um, you know, uh, email to make it look like it was someone else, something friendly basically. And the employee clicked it and it completely owned them. It owned a hospital, right? People are just not aware of these security implications these security risks, you know, you could take you could take it from the stories of uh, Frank Abagnale, right? One of the greatest social engineers of all time, in the uh, portrayed by Leonardo DiCaprio in that movie Catch Me If You Can, right? He would social engineer tons of people. He actually social engineered a prostitute and gave her a fake check, for example, right? <laughs> Living the high life on his fake checks, and it was just this constant game of cat and mouse with life, essentially. Same with how he social engineered his way into becoming a doctor. Even though he never really was a doctor. But he was a bona fide lawyer. Because he studied his ass off in that situation. He was desperate. But he still social engineered everyone else using a fake name, everything. What's my point? The point is, social engineering is a huge threat. If you're not aware of social engineering, you need to realize that you're already a social engineer. By default. If you're a human being and you draw breath, you are a social engineer. Because remember, 100% of all social interaction is manipulation. It is social engineering. Positive, negative, that's just subjective. Wake up. This is the real world we live in. The real world's pretty tough. I'm here with TI Parent to tell you the truth, whether you like it or not. Whether you believe me or not, does not matter to me. I don't care if you believe me. I don't care if you listen to me. I'm just here to tell you the truth. Social engineering is a thing. Another amazing social engineer out there was Kevin Mitnick. Kevin Mitnick, um, like he broke into the NSA, for example. He works for the NSA now after doing time, for example. But uh, he wrote a book called The Art of Deception, uh, another book called The Art of Intrusion, and another book called Ghost in the Wires. Uh, see, people like these people exist. But imagine how dangerous they would be if they were armed with telepathy on paper, right? If they are armed with the knowledge of the type grid and the temperament matrix, if they are armed with knowledge of the cognitive functions and the four sides of the mind, where they absolutely understood every facet of human nature and human cognition. For every human being they ever came into contact with, or even human beings they haven't come into contact with, human beings that they're just emailing, for example. Imagine the amount of power that that person would have. Imagine how much damage that person could cause. Or... Imagine how much good that could cause. You know, a little bit of social engineering here and there, and all of a sudden, you know, 
some private information by a powerful politician just happens to get leaked because someone who believed they had a righteous cause decided to go social engineer somebody into revealing some private information about a very powerful uh, politician and it was verified and released to the media and all of a sudden that po that politician goes down in flames and then it ends up sparking a revolution do not tell me that social engineering is not the number one threat to any organization or any government any human institution any relationship any human interaction on this planet do not tell me. I maintain, because it's a fact, that it is foolish to think otherwise, or to believe otherwise. It is foolish. So let's be responsible. Let's be responsible, and on this YouTube channel and on this podcast, let's talk about the importance of social engineering and how we can use type to, for, for good, for evil, so that we can use it for our own purposes so that we could use it to better our lives so we can use it to protect ourselves right you you know people already use it for black hat people use it for white hat i'm going to teach you how to do both for your benefit as a member of this audience you will understand how to use type to social engineer your fellow human beings and how to protect yourself Once you start learning, and learning from this, uh, from this channel uh, and from the podcast, I also recommend that you look up and learn classical forms of social engineering. We already talked about Kevin Mitnick. Again, he wrote Art of Deception, Art of Intrusion, Ghost in the Wires. You need to read all three of those books. Another book you need to read is The Art of Seduction. Seduction is a form of social engineering. There's different archetypes and different forms of seduction. Robert Greene's book, The Art of Seduction, Green with an E at the end, outlines this very simply. And these are just examples. You read about Harry Houdini, for example. You know, all of the illusionists out there, David Copperfield, uh, Chris Angel, again, social engineering, all of it. You need to learn these things and understand these things. And guess what? Figure out how knowledge of type could we weaved into some of their techniques so that you could become an even more capable social engineer i mean just imagine it going you know to a family party where you know like all of your family basically doesn't like you and you figure out all their types after having not seen them in six years you figure out all their types you know all their cognitive functions and then you just start pressing the right buttons and all of a sudden by the end of the family gathering everyone likes you out of nowhere because you're able to adjust yourself and adjust your behavior to their type. And you have insinuated yourself amongst them. And all of a sudden they're like, wow, you've changed. You're so different. You're like the best ever. You know, we should hang out more, right? Imagine the applications in the bar scene if you're trying to pick up women or pick up guys, right? Imagine the applications in getting a job and being hired, like during an interview, right? Or hiring somebody, right? Imagine the implications in financial transactions. Imagine the implications in sales, if you're a salesman, right? Imagine the implications if you're a preacher. The implications are endless. So, 
Just understand that social engineering is a very powerful weapon, but it's even more powerful when you utilize and weave in type with the methodology. But people out there know it at the level that I know it, maybe even more. I haven't met them, and uh, some people do. Some people are very careful, capable, and they're very dangerous. You all need to be aware of that. You need to be able to protect yourselves. That's a fact. That's why we're doing this. I'm also doing it because of your personal sovereignty. I talk about personal sovereignty in season 13 on this YouTube channel and on the podcast. Personal sovereignty is important. In order for you to be able to maintain your personal sovereignty, you need to be able to hold yourself to personal standards, but you also have to have personal boundaries. Boundaries are standards by which you hold to other fellow human beings so that they cannot inhibit you from meeting your own needs. Well, sometimes that requires social engineering. You want to have a better life. You want to have a better relationship with your boss, with your spouse, with your children, with your parents, with your siblings, with your coworkers, with your customers, with any human being, right? You want to be successful in a political campaign, for example. You want to be a good lobbyist. Doesn't matter. All of this is practical application. We're going to be talking about situations. I'm even going to be listing out famous people, for example, like how to social engineer XYZ person, right? Like imagine it, an episode on how to social engineer Ty Lopez, right? And it would be accurate. And you'd know how to behave around him, to get on his good side or get on his bad side, whatever was useful to you at that point in time. Oh, but C.S. Joseph, you're really narcissistic talking about this and you're really evil about this. It's not about good and evil. It's about telling the truth. It's about giving you folks the skills to protect yourselves, giving you folks the skills to have better relationships with fellow human beings. You know what? Quite frankly, I hope you use it to have amazing relationships with your wives and your husbands so that your families don't break up, so that your children don't end up being fatherless. Because do not forget, that is the reason why I'm even doing this. I am so sick and tired of children being abandoned by their parents, especially their fathers. I am so sick and tired of it. So anything I can do to empower this audience, to help them put a stop to fatherlessness, as well as help them put a stop to, you know, their personal sovereignty being, you know, trampled on and treaded upon by other people, by organizations, by communities, by states, by nations, because God forbid the state be more sovereign than the man. This has unlimited applications. This is practical application. We've been talking a lot about education. I'm definitely going to be continuing and filling in all the other seasons when we're doing education on a regular basis. Every week we'll have educational lectures out. But every week, we'll try to have practical application lectures out as well. Season 20 and season 21, we're going to be focused on practical application. The other seasons, we're going to be talking about education. That's why we're doing this. We have to put a stop to the fatherlessness, and we have to make sure that our personal sovereignty as human beings is preserved, protected, fought for, and never impeded, never inhibited. Because, I mean, if we're men, 
if we're women, if we're mature, if we're the mature masculine, the mature feminine, then that means we have self-respect. And what self-respecting person would allow their own children to be abandoned? What self-respecting person would allow their personal sovereignty from being inhibited by other men? They could be greedy, they could be who knows, but what person would do this? You know, no one who's a mature human being would. So, that's why I'm here to empower you. Everyone needs the skill, everyone needs to understand the skill, everyone needs to understand the risks and how it works. And I'm here to teach it to you so that you can help me fundamentally transform this world to a better one because I believe that human beings when they speak the same language and when they come together when they come together with one goal one unified goal guess what those human beings are capable of accomplishing anything nothing will be impossible for them I mean that's even biblical if you found this lecture useful, helpful, educational, enlightening, and insightful, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube and on the podcast. If you have any questions about social engineering or some of the source material regarding social engineering, please leave it in the comments section below. If you haven't been on our Discord server to get in, get into our Q&A sections and uh, asking questions, the link is in the description as well as is our uh, meetup as well. Uh, please check out our meetup group. It's pretty awesome. I'm actually going to be extending it outside of the Bay Area because I do a lot of travel and I'll be scheduling uh, meetings uh, when I go to travel uh, certain places. For example, I will be in Denver next week and if I can confirm that I have availability, I will post uh, something uh, for uh, uh, post a meetup in uh, Denver. So, And uh, yeah, the uh, next episodes that we'll be following in this uh, season uh, we will be bringing in certain situations or certain people and being like, hey, how do you social engineer for this outcome in this situation? We're going to be diving into the four sides of the mind, the temperaments. We're going to be looking at uh, cognitive functions and uh, looking at how each of them are pressure points and how which pressure points to be used when and basically how to hack a fellow human being's mind for whatever outcome it is that you are seeking. All of that teaching will be provided here on this channel and we will learn this skill and use it to protect ourselves and ensure our own future and ensure our own sovereignty. So looking forward to it and I'm very happy to have this opportunity to be here with you folks. Thank you for your support so far as we continue to grow as a community and uh, put a stop to you know the fatherlessness. So with that being said, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a good night.